And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowzer Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, I love to teach the classics. Dave, are you talking about the integrated study of ancient Greek and Roman civilization? No. Are you talking about Gil Gilligan Island episodes? No. I'm talking about sermons that I've taught for a number of years that we need to recycle, not to save the earth, but we need to recycle to save our minds every so often. The reason that these teachings resonate with me is they help me draw closer to Jesus. But Dave, aren't these teachings that you wrote? Here's my response. Stop asking so many questions. Next, this classic teaching is not new. Hence the term classic means judged over a period of time to be of highest quality and outstanding of its kind. So who has judged this teaching classic? My three friends, me, myself, and I, and my wife, so that should qualify as a classic right there. Will this message help you? Is there something new in this material that people can learn? Aren't there a lot of questions in this introduction? Yes, yes, and yes. And finally, by now, as you're listening to me drone on and on about how this material is timeless, traditional, and beneficial, you may be trying to ascertain what the actual teaching is. I credit you with extreme astuteness in trying to understand the topic. It definitely shows me you're listening to this, and for that, you have my deepest appreciation. What you don't have is the actual topic. And the reality is that this will be the first introduction where the topic and or title are not mentioned. That seems awfully sneaky on my part, and you are correct again. It is pretty sneaky and not very nice, but I still love you, and you have to love me. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. When I say so much more, if you didn't hear everything on that introduction, you missed a beauty. <laughs> That was like one of the best introductions I have ever written, and I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's filled with very unique thought processes. Anyway, here's what we're doing. We're asking you, what do you think? Okay? We're giving you that opportunity to engage. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, guess what? 
you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, that's like talking to somebody who loves Jesus just like you do. That would be correct. There you go. See, you can't let you know the word from that. By the way, that intro, I'm telling you right now, that was brilliant. I can tell you must have really said that. I really wrote that. Thing I did. I wrote it. It just came out. One. It just came. Yeah. It just like boom, boom, boom. I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm not telling you. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm not telling you. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. All right. Here's here's the bottom line. That's right. I'm in that kind of mood. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Love it. Bring it. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. If you got something that's going on in your life and you need prayer for it, awesome. We love to pray for people. Just awesome. It's a privilege. When you get into it to start praying with one another and you start sharing in each other's victories, that is such an honor. Deborah even just calling us and sharing her testimony. What an honor. What a blessing, right? Additionally, if you've got something like the praise report, like something that's going on, all right, let's share it. Let's talk about it. Let's let's communicate the great things that God is doing amongst ourselves so that we can recognize and be anticipatory and have a higher level of expectation. That's what we want, right? You want to do stuff like that. You want to bless one another. You want to encourage one another. You want to just strengthen one another. You want to be there for one another, and you want to answer trivia questions. An easy one, actually, for this one. Okay, besides going to the gym, what gave Samson his great strength? That's right, I said that. Besides going to the gym... Uh, what gave Samson his great strength? 972-445-0770. That is the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then uh, you can also send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Okay, a couple things to remind you of. We, we always tell people, encourage you to do different things throughout the week. That's kind of one of our things. Don't forget to pray for your neighbors. Okay, it's tough for people to pray for their neighbors because you just like they're a part of the process. I I actually do really poor at this. This is one of my worst things. So I need to pray for my neighbors more often. That's my fault. I totally take responsibility. And we all need to do that. And then the other thing is the clues. So to win the study Bible, the eight clues are on the website. There was one yesterday. You'd have to listen to the podcast, and we're going to do the final tomorrow and give away two study Bibles. If you don't win, don't worry, because if you think you need genuinely, I'm not kidding, if you think you need a study Bible that will help you draw closer to the Lord, you send me an email, and I'll get you one. Okay? I'm just telling you right now. I just think if, if, if it helps you draw closer to the Lord, I'm there. Okay. Now, I'm not going to give you 5,000 of the same study Bibles. Hey, Dave, you better be able to pry that one out of my hand. I know. <laughs> should see D. He's got this one. He's just like, no, I like this one. No, I like this one. No, I like this one. He likes it a lot. All right. So anyway, uh, let's uh, have the caller come on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. How you feeling today? Oh, okay. Just okay? All right. People, you got to be praying for Gary. You can't forget to pray for him on an everyday basis. He needs that. He's praying for you. You pray for him, okay? All right. Now, I did I did make this a little funny. What gave Samson his great strength? Besides going to the gym, what gave him his great strength? Yeah, it's supposed to have been his hair. That is correct, Amundo! 
Now, I, I have actually heard uh, in, in the back of my mind some correlation between his hair being the strength and then the Lord making a reference to our hair having every hair numbered, but I don't think it's valid. I just think that was his hair. That's what it was. I mean, I don't just, you know, you always try to make a connection. Maybe not. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe so. But excellent job. And I do want you to know we're praying for you, brother. We love you, and we just want the Lord to bless you and help your blood flow and heal you a hundredfold. Okay, thank you, and I'll keep praying for all of you. Thank you, bro. God thank bless you. you. Bye-bye. All right, here we go into the test. Now you're probably thinking, okay, well, we got through all that. Now what, Dave? Well, I can tell you this. I got some really good jokes that are coming. <laughs> well, that's not until next segment. All right, all right. You guys, this is something you've heard before. I might do it a little differently, but that part, that part's all right. Have you ever, have you ever saw, have you ever seen, saw, have you ever seen a self-help book? It's just, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Have you ever seen one? Right? The famous ones, you know? I'm okay, you're okay. You ever see hear that one? That's like one of the famous ones. You know, the power of positive thinking, right? Which, at least Norman, at least Norman was a pastor. At least he had some biblical references, and that would give him credit for that. Because some good things he does say in there. But there's other self-help books like I'm okay, you're a jerk. Which is like, that doesn't help anybody. And then there's the Christian self-help books. Now, you know what those are? I'm going to just tell you what they are right now. Ready? I'm okay if you support my ministry. It's like, wow. We really, we've got to do better as people. We've just got to do better than all of this stuff. And I'm going to make this statement. I'm going to make it straight on. And this is the problem with the trans community and with the gay rights community, the LGBTQRST community, the woke people, the me people, the, the, all the people, the political organizations, everybody. Here's the problem with everybody right across the, 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 the element. Life is a waste unless everybody discovers their purpose for being created. Everybody is trying to fill a void inside of them for why they were created. And what they do is they come up with all these, uh, whatever, philosophy. I mean, I'm trying to be nice about it. Don't get mad at me because it gets so irritating. And then you have people say that the least intellectual – see, I didn't say the word stupid. I was going to say stupid, so I'm just saying least intellectual so as not to not to imply anything. But the idea is that what we miss is that unless you discover your purpose for being created, it don't matter. You and I will – it's like a bucket, and we will throw as much stuff in there as we can possibly come up with. And you know what happens? This is what happens. I'm just going to pull this from another message, which most of you know. But, you know, husbands and wives, they, they get to a place where their relationship gets to be a little dull. So you know what they do? Instead of making this about the pursuit of God, instead of making this about discovering their purpose for creation, they add a crafting class or a cooking class or a bowling class or a this class. And it's just like that will not fill the hole. Just can't. I can't help you. So it's, it's nothing I can do. It's nothing. It's got nothing to do with me whatsoever. I'm not even a part of this, right? Unless a person discovers their purpose of creation, it will never. You will never find satisfaction. You will never find what you're looking for. It will never happen. 
Some people recognize, watch this. I'm not done twisting brains yet. Some people recognize that their purpose can only really be fulfilled in heaven. And that's why they're just like, I hate this earth. I can't wait to get off. And that's a good thing because it tells you where you're really trying to get to, right? But the whole premise of this is simply this. Only the creator can define what the purpose is for his creation. Nobody else. Nobody else. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm just telling you. I'm going to get to the verses in a second. Slow down. Nobody else can define what your purpose is except your creator. Not your mom, not your dad, not your earthly creator, but the creator who made the spirit that's inside of you that you long for and that you know you're disconnected from at times and you're missing and you're like, ah. The part of you that knows, hey, that's wrong. The part of you that screams out, I love it when great worship is great. The part of you that loves the word of God. The part of you that just enjoys fellowship and answers to prayer and think that hanging out with Jesus is the coolest thing ever. Okay, only the creator can define the purpose for the person's creation. Now, how does God define our purpose? What's <laughs> this? Is, no, this. this is just, people are going to go, what? You're about to hear, you're about to hear thing, people drop stuff all over the place. What? Is it that God does to define the purpose? You know how he does? He reveals his will for you. Okay. Wrap it up. He reveals his will for you. Right? Ephesians 5, 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Oh, okay. Colossians 1, 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through the, underst- through the wisdom and the understanding that the Spirit gives. This will thing is really important. <laughs> I cannot express it. I can't even stress it enough. It's huge. Because through the revealing of his will, we find out what the purpose is from our creator, and we're able to find our, our, exist, our purpose for existing. How's that for an intro? We can wrap up the show on that day. <laughs> right. Bye-bye. No. All right. We're not done. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. 
That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit. And David made a commitment to Jonathan. And Jonathan said, I don't I want you to make sure you're not gonna take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh people. And David made that commitment. What I want you to get in Second Samuel chapter four, verse four is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't, you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it, the, the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he looked at he looks around at everybody. And then he says this. He said, You are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, What? What? And he goes, You and he, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching. And he's a oh, was he just one of the best preachers? You are Mephibosheth. You are lame. And unable to walk without help. If Jesus. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770. The truth station here in Texas. Here is your next trivia question. Remember, these are always a little bit weirder. The the uh, third trivia question of the show is always a little weirder, just a little bit. Uh, who carved, or let me rephrase that, who helped produce the golden calf? What leader helped produce the golden calf? If you think you know, very nice, Joanne and Cordelia, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Now, it is true that I have in my hand four really funny jokes. Not good jokes, Great jokes, but that's because I think they're great. <laughs> so that doesn't mean they're great. <laughs> okay. That's a joke within itself. Yeah, I know, right? By itself, right? All right, so you got four. Ready? They're, the first three are just one-liners. The The fourth one's like two lines. Ready? All right. Now, uh, Dynamite D won't get this reference, but you guys will. Okay. What are God's favorite music groups? Number one, Genesis. And number two, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Let's see. 
You don't understand. <laughs> You're just like going, what are you talking about? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Genesis was a band, major band. And then uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary, you know, was uh, – no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Most of you will get that. All right, here you go. What does Christianity and McDonald's have in common? Over a billion served and still counting. See? This one I like. You won't like this as much as me. I happen to think this is hilarious. What does motion picture science fiction aliens and Jesus have in common? They both came in peace. Say what? (laughs) They both came in peace. And here's the last one. Uh, Sally's new little sister was loudly crying nonstop. She asked, where did she come from? Distressed but polite parents replied, she's a blessing from heaven. Sally said, well, I see why they didn't want her there. God be praised. (laughs) Come on, those were good. All right, I don't care what you say. They're funny. All right, uh, who helped form, what leader helped form the golden calf? That is the uh, question that is on the target for right now, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he must org. See, they both came in peace. Okay, never mind. Uh, so let's go back to the, the lesson, and then uh, Dynamite D, remind me to do the trivia in case I forget because I'm getting caught up in a couple of things. All right, so the most important thing we're understanding right now is that life is a complete waste unless you discover the purpose of your creation, and only the creator, the one who created you, can define what that purpose is. We've already established that's not even that's not complex. And again, not your parents. And if you're a parent, you can't do that for your kids. All right? Get it? That's super important to understand that. Only God. See, this is that whole difference when you're a parent where the Lord says, you know, where even you know, Hannah says, you know, the Lord has lent him to me. It's like, see that lent? That's like you, you're on borrowed time. Every person is is before the Lord first and foremost. And so I, I, the reason I bring that up is because it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with training a child. You should train the child in a righteous manner, in a, in a way that should bring them up. But don't misunderstand. You are not God. You are an authority figure in the realm of God, but you are not God. Okay? All right, we do have somebody who's going to call in. Are they answering the trivia? All right, let's uh, send them on through, and then we'll finish up on our thing. Uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Don. Hi, Brother Don. How are you? Well, good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I am doing I'm, really, I'm really well. I'm decorating Easter cu- cookies. You're... <laughs> <laughs> you see, now I'm on a diet, Don, so i got to be careful. Even though that sounds yum well, yum, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to say, wow, that sounds good. I don't <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right, my good friend. Here we go. The Golden Calf. Who, what leader helped shape that thing? Moses' brother, Aaron. Okay. What was his name? Aaron. Aaron the brother! Yes, Aaron! Moe's brother. See, that, that is the weirdest story. It is It I is can't. bizarre, isn't it? Because it, it comes out of the... Yeah, first of all, they take all the gold, they put it together, and then it comes out as a golden calf. I mean, it could have come out as 
a basketball or a blob or something, but it comes out like a calf. It's like I don't, I don't get it. That's so weird, right? It was the devil. Yeah, and then and then you have to think. You have to think just a little bit. You have to think. Okay, uh, what is wrong with you, Aaron? And then Aaron, of course, he blamed the people. You know how these people are. That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Adam who said it's her fault, Eve. It's the snake's fault. It's the same thing. Everything's been going on the same for a long time. Excellent job, my brother. Excellent work. All right. God bless I'll you. Have a blessed day today. Okay. Talk to you. Enjoy listening to. Okay, bye-bye, bro. All right, excellent job by our brother. All right, so let's go back to this. So now I want to understand, make sure everybody's on the same page. The only through the creator, it's only through him. The revelation of us, of his will is how you get that. So we're directed by Scripture, Colossians 1.9, as I mentioned, for this reason, since the day we heard of you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that Spirit gives. So the, that continual tells you that there's more than just a o- overall there's something deeper and more profound. And then Ephesians 1.17, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. That's the next part. So what I'm trying to define for you and make it as simple as possible, not even make this complex, is there is two aspects to his will that are absolutely essential for you to grasp. And that is this. There is the general will and the specific will. I'm not going to go through an English lesson on the words general and specific, but general means for everybody. Specific means for you. <laughs> right? So you have a general will from God and a specific will from God. So without spending a ton of time, let's just, we know what some of these are. Uh, what's the general will of God? Here you go. Ready? Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Bible is a part of our general will. To know his heart and to know him, that's a part of the general will. Prayer, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Cool. Fellowship, Hebrews 10, 25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Great. So Bible, prayer, fellowship, what else? Giving. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should decide in your heart what to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, you have all you need and you abound in every good work. Who's that for? Everybody. Giving, serving, Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Christ himself gave apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. The apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the pastors, and teachers are there to help people do ministry, do the works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Oh, okay. What about uh, what else is you got the Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, serving uh, is one we just said. What's the next one? Reaching. You're thinking, reaching, listen, 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. He's committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. 
as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. So another general will is reaching people, reaching the lost, reaching the unchurched. Here, I'll give you just one more because of time. And then, uh, and then this one. This was one of my favorite ones. You guys know this. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I mean, this is, you, can't, you can't get any more specific than this verse anywhere in the universe. It goes, here is God's will for you in Christ. What's that? Give thanks in all circumstances. Well, Dave, it doesn't really mean all circumstances. I'm sorry, you don't believe God can help you throughout the whole thing? Oh. Wow, that's a really weak faith. Here's what I'm going to say. There's just seven quick examples, right? The Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, serving, reaching the lost in the unchurched, and being thankful. Those are all in the general will of God. God wants everybody doing those on a constant basis. And we'll stop right there as we get ready for the next segment of the teaching. You're listening to the David Swoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. Verse 39, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Verse 40, meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the city of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every city along the way until he came to Caesarea. He was in Caesarea, by the way, for 20 years, which explains why he had the daughters. But here's what I want you to catch. While he was en route... He landed in the Isotis. However he got from point A to point B is amazing. We don't even know. But what he did was he preached the gospel in every city along the way until he came to his destination. And if you cannot recognize, that is a testimony from God saying you take the gospel wherever you go until you reach your destination, which is either you being called up to the Lord personally, corporately, or however it's going to take place. Every place we go, everywhere we are, we take the gospel. That does not mean you grab a uh, a a you know, microphone. It does not mean you grab some kind of uh, horn, bullhorn, and scream at people with the gospel. You just make sure that you are sensitive. That's the very DNA we talk about all the time. You're sensitive to the Lord. You're taking the gospel with you wherever you go. You're recognizing that wherever you go, you might have a one-time encounter with somebody, and they might make a decision for Jesus just based on that encounter. Noel and I had that exact thing happen on our way from San Diego to Rockwell, to Fate. And we met somebody at a, from a hotel that we were at and talked to them one time and prayed with her, and she became a Christian. And we never saw her again. It's not, it's not our call. It's up to the Lord. Just be Available. You don't have to be. That's the word I'm looking for. You don't have to be Billy Graham. Like I said, Billy Graham wasn't Billy Graham. In other words, just be yourself. Be available. You never know what the Lord will do and how He'll use that. Okay. That's what's so cool about this text. Now we finished up to chapter eight. Now Acts chapter nine. We're going into 
Saul, and that is some serious stuff. Here is the trivia question. What was the affliction of the woman who was touched, uh, who touched the hem of Jesus' robe, and she had an issue with bleeding, an issue of blood, for uh, quite some time, as we know, 12 years, the issue of blood, that is what she sought the Lord for, and she touched him, and then Jesus healed her physically, socially, psychologically, and emotionally all together at one time. Isn't that cool? Jesus is cool. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. As with every penalty, you're sure to lose Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for our next trivia question. Boy, I hope you're having fun today. I'm having fun today. Here we go. When Jesus was going through the process of the crucifixion, they made a crown for him. What was it made out of? What was the crown made out of? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Ginny has hit three pow-pows today. Joanne and Cordelia got the other one, but she's on. No, wait. Al had one. I'm sorry. Ginny had two. And two I'm, I forget it. Nice job, Ginny. <laughs> 972-445-0770 is the phone number. 214 214- Two one zero eight four eight three is the text. David at he must increase dot org is the email. What when Jesus was going through the crucifixion process, going through that whole uh, element, what was his crown made out of? That is the question. Excellent job by everybody thus far. I do want to remind you about going to the website. So there's a couple things I have to tell you about the website real quickly. Uh, one, don't forget the clues on the study Bible. And like I said, I'm not kidding you. If you really are a person you're like, you know what, I really have never had a study Bible. I'd like to have one. Send me an email. I'll get you a study Bible. I mean, I'll, I'll, it's worth it. It's worth it for you to have the instruction. I, I, I won't give you one that has a, a bias towards any denomination because I don't think that's the way that study Bible should be. But that's just my opinion. And then two, don't forget about the money because the money is important. We're looking to expand and, um, I don't want to sit there and go every like five minutes. So you got to help out. <laughs> it's all just going to be, you have to share this burden with me. Uh, that's part of it. So if you can give, give. If you can't, you can be praying for people to give. Uh, and also you can give on the website or it gives you information on how to give. Okay. That simple. We'll leave it there. Uh, check out the website, he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? Increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Wow! I told you, new sounds, right? That's like a tape, like a tape recorder kind of thing. That was right? fascinating. Let's see. We got new sound. You guys got to listen. It takes us a while, and just just slow down. I mean, you're like, well, we want the fills to change. Well, there's 160 fills, so you gotta give Jennifer a break there, right? And uh, it doesn't. It's not always the easiest. It's just slow down, get enjoy what you can. <laughs> what did Jesus make the crown of thorns from? What was the? Geez, oh, oh, did I say it? <laughs> I wow, did. Dave! Wow, that was funny right after the sound. Nah. 
<laughs> and you couldn't take it back either. No, <laughs> nobody's gonna call in, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it. I blew that one. That's my fault. All right, the the crown was made of thorns. Now, for those that don't know what that really means, so the Roman uh, crown of thorns uh, was not like thorns and had like uh, uh, a 16th of an inch spike. They were one to two inch. They were big spikes. And they would put them in people. And some people never survived that kind of process, not the, not the way that Jesus survived it. So like some people never got through it. So I'm just telling you, it's a lot more dramatic. In fact, one of the movies did a really good job. I can't remember. Was it The Passion? Yeah, I think they did yeah. do a pretty good job on that one. Yeah, so I mean, some of them do a little too light. It's like, nah, it wasn't light. There's nothing light about it. They shoved it into his head. It's like, yikes. All right, so I blew that one. My bad. I take full responsibility. All right, I'm done. We'll do, uh, we're not going to do the the uh, history yet. We'll do that in the next one because I want to go back into this teaching. Okay, so we're done on the triv. Let's get back in this teaching. So we've been talking about, you know, how to find your purpose of existence instead of just dropping into the hole or into your bucket, all these different things like, uh, you know, you know, scrapbooking, <laughs> just like bowling. And, you know, we're going to take cooking classes. So right? many things. Uh, right. And let me just tell you something so you can know how well I, I know this. You could even try it with education. Trust me. You can get a BA, a master's degree, and a doctorate. Trust me. I'm telling you, people think that's going to be it. It's like, that's not it. There is no, you can make a billion dollars. You know what? That's not it. Do you ever notice that people that make a billion dollars keep trying to do something else? You want to know why? They can't find it. That's why. Unless you find it in your creator. And so the creator defines that purpose. That purpose is defined by the revelation of his will which is what we're encouraged to understand and pursue is the will. And then the last segment, we spent quite a bit of time just talking about the seven basic or what we would call general wills. That's the Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, serving, reaching the lost and the unchurched, and thanksgiving are all seven specific ways, plus there's more, but seven specific ways for you to understand these are the general will of God. This is what the Lord wants you to do. Can't get away from give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, because it tells you that's what God's will is, okay, in Christ. But... I love what uh, one teacher said, but means on the other hand, which is so funny. There's this general, but then there's a specific will for your life. And this is where the fingerprints come in. This is where the individuality comes in. This is why you have uniqueness. This is why we're not all clones. We're not all lemons. We're not all the exact same. Because there's something unique about you that God brought into your creation using the DNA of your parents and grandparents and great-great-grandparents going all the way back to Adam. But God instilled something in you. God's creating still all the people that are being born. The breath that went into uh, Adam and Adam and Eve being told to be fruitful and multiply and Eve came from Adam, and every person there on in has come from the breath of God because of that. And so there's something inside of you that is the creation from the creator, and it's specific to you. Ephesians 4.16, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. It's very singular, very specific. Here's one of my favorite texts. Yeah, we taught on that just the other day. Here's one of my favorite texts behind all this, Acts 26, 12 through 16. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. 
About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Verse 16, Acts 26. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and what you will see of me. The identity for Paul, he was appointed, which which is a the word appoint means a specific assignment. And that assignment could be something that happens in stages. So don't get the wrong impression. That doesn't mean you get everything all at once. Jesus got everything all at once. But I promise you, when the apostles hooked up with Jesus in the first year, when Jesus was ascended and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and started to plant the church and started going for it in Acts chapter 2, I promise you they were not at the same place than when they first hooked up with Jesus. It's not good. You couldn't even deny it. Year one and year three were not the same. Okay, neither for you. Does that mean you're out of the will? No. In fact, what it does is it validates it because the, the will of God is in the stages and the processes. And so you go through these different processes, but look, there's an appointment. to a, Listen to what it says. Now get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you. You have an assignment. Well, guess what? You, who are listening to me right now, and me, who are, who's talking to you right now, we have assignments. We have things the Lord wants us to do. We have things that the Lord is requiring us to do. We have things that the Lord has set our fingerprints to. And what doesn't get answered, and I'm going to do this in the next segment, is how do you find that? Now, a lot of times I'll go to Philippians 2.13 because I think it's a great text, but I'm going to give you something else this time. I'm going to give you four approaches to help you find the specific will of God. You think, can you do that? I can do whatever I want. It's my show. It's got my name on it. I paid the bill. <laughs> but outside of that, if you follow these things, you will find that you will get closer to the answers than you've ever been, or you will find the answer that you're looking for. All of the answers you're looking for are in the Lord. They're not anywhere else. So what does that tell you ahead of time? That tells you that where you're heading, where we're going to go, is geared towards moving you closer to the Lord. That's right. That's what the show is. That's some good stuff for a Wednesday day. That is kind of a, like a kind good of a different... beef sandwich or yeah. good soup. Yeah. Stop doing that. I have to go to the gym after this. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All I know is I feel a lot like a bunny lately because salad, salad, salad. Okay, anyway. Uh, so we're going to talk about ways to approach that. Keep in mind, you have an appointment. You have something, a task God has given you, or you wouldn't have fingerprints that are your own. You have Jesus in your heart, but now it's time for your legs and your hands to get to work for the kingdom of God, right? Okay. If you're doing it, don't worry about it. This will only encourage you. If you're not doing it, this will get you motivated. If you're in the middle of it, hopefully this will just be a boost for you. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be, need to do that uh, first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it uncheckfully. What's uncheckfully? I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, uh, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Oh, welcome back to the... David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Last trivia question. We need to stay on top of this because timing is tight. Here you go. This should be as simple as can be. This is as simple. I can't even give you the hint because I almost gave it away. Don't give the answer. <laughs> On which day did Jesus rise from the dead? We're looking for a number. Okay. Looking for a number. A number. Which day? Uh, 972-445-0770. 
You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We will, at this point, go right into our history. Let's go All right, today is National Mom and Pop Business Owner Days, which would apply to anybody who's doing insurance, real estate, or anything like that. You got your own business, you know, props to you. Yep. T- today is National Lemon Chiffon Cake Day, which is good. It's not the best. It's good. I like it. It's all right. And then today is Piano Day. I don't see Billy Joel connected to that. I'm not sure what to say about that. 1951, on this day, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg convicted, the married couple, of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, along with Morton Sobel, are convicted of selling top-secret information to the Soviets. They were actually executed in 1953, making them the first U.S. citizens executed for treason during peacetime and the first married couple executed together in the United States. Wow. 1974, Mariner 10 becomes the first space probe to fly by Mercury. Wow, I did not know that. Uh, and then... I got to be very careful how I do this. Uh, very careful. So this magazine, I do not like this magazine. I will not say I like this magazine, but I like this song, so I have to be very careful how I do this. Cover of the Rolling Stone. Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show made the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine. Their song lamented their inability to get on the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine, which was uh, released months earlier. That was 1973 on this day. I happen to like that, but that's just me. That's the last thing that the Rolling Stone magazine ever did that was any good anyway. All right. Uh, repeat on the trivia. Don't ask me how I feel about them. Just keep moving on. Uh, on which day, looking for a number, did Jesus rise from the dead? Okay. Okay. If you know, you only got a very limited window, 972-445-0770. 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. So on this text, we've been talking about understanding that our life is a waste unless we discover the purpose of our creation. I mean, that's just a great bumper sticker by itself. Only the creator can define what that pur- purpose is, and God defines that purpose for us through the revelation of his will. Now, we can look at that and not be weird about it. We can say, well, there's a general will. We're supposed to be involved in the Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, serving, reaching the lost in the unchurched, and thanksgiving. That's just seven principles that are on the general will, but there's also a specific will where the Scripture says in Ephesians 4.16, each part does its work. That's the individuality. That's the fingerprints. And then in Acts 26, 12 through 16, verse 16, the Greek word for the word to appoint you, the word means an appointment in a specific or as a specific assignment. God has a specific assignment for you. Again, it can be in stages. As you, the, the disciples obviously had specific assignments, starting off with meeting Jesus all the way to giving up their lives, like John did in uh, in AD ninety five or six in the island of Patmos. So it's, it can span a long time. So I'm going to give you the best four clues I can, or ideas. Let's just call them ideas that will help you find the specific will of God, because the general will of God's all the way through Scripture. You should know that, that the Bible, prayer, fellowship, giving, 
serving within the church, reaching the lost in the unchurched, and being a thankful person. Those are all basic to the, to the plan. So how do we find this specific plan? Let's start with idea number one. We start with asking. I'm not sure why that's hard. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given you. Step one is to ask. And you'd think, well, that just seems so simple. You'd be amazed how many people don't ask God. They just work in in their feelings or in their assumptions. Like, look, I'm not disregarding feelings. Feelings are an important part of life. Not when they override faith. That's the problem. And nothing can override truth. But here's the reality. To start this process, you have to ask God, hey, Lord, you made me for something. Now I want to get to this. Or if you're in that place already, it's like, Lord, you made me for this. Help me to be affirmed in this. Or if you're you're past it and you think there's nothing left, say, Lord, I want to make sure there's nothing left for me to do. I want to make sure. You start by asking. That's number one. Idea number two. Ready for idea number two? You start by asking. The second thing you do is you make yourself available. What does that mean? Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, And I said, Here am I. Send me. If you're not willing to go, God's not going to give you the answer. Why would he tell you what to do if you don't want to go? Are you willing? Are you willing to journey with Jesus? Could you imagine the family members of the 12 apostles? You're going with who, doing what, when, where, why, what? You said now, I say now we would have done that. Well, we would have done that in the first month before Jesus had a reputation. Hmm. That's a challenging thought. Now we get into the more nitty-gritty specific. So you start by asking, you make yourself available, and then watch this one, and watch the verse, and you be spiritually minded. Well, what does that mean? Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That means you got to be spiritually minded. You got to be separated from the world. You can't be thinking worldly conquering and worldly kingdom. You got to be thinking God's kingdom. We start by asking, we make ourselves available, we be spiritually minded. Now watch this one because this is my favorite. And we make it our top priority. You're thinking, what? Jesus said this in John 4.35, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That was the food that Jesus lived on. What? He made doing the Father's will his top priority, and if he didn't, you wouldn't be saved. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. You start with asking. James 1.5, you make yourself available. Isaiah 6.8, you be spiritually minded. Romans 12.2, and you make his will your top priority. Something along the lines of seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. So for all the stuff that you want to do, I know you just want me to give you the answer. Here's the answer. Find more of God to get your answer. In Philippians 2.13, it says, For God works in you to will and to act according 
in order to fulfill his good purpose. Let me just say that again. For it is God who works in you to will, which means to desire, and to act, which means to perform, to act upon, to fulfill his good purpose. Somewhere inside of you, God has placed the connection between his specific will for you and you being about in the kingdom. Somewhere inside of you, it's there. But in order to get there, it doesn't become self-examination. It becomes examination in God. It doesn't become you becoming the Lord. It becomes you becoming the servant. You start with asking. You make yourself available. You be spiritually minded. You make his will your top priority, recognizing that somewhere in you, God has placed this. And between you and God is the only way to have it emerge and for you to understand it. And nobody else can do it for you because nobody else is your creator. Period. That's it. All right. Uh, which day did Jesus rise from the dead? And the answer is the third day. I don't think Tuesday qualifies. <laughs> Tuesday. Friday. No. Which? Okay. If you didn't catch all this sermon, listen to it on the replay. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.